The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House from Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year, happy weekend. Yes. I hope you had a great holiday. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I, you know, I I uh, stayed up, you know, for the New Year's. You did not to welcome in the New Year, but just to make sure the old one left. <laughs> I so. think a lot of people did that this year. <laughs> yeah, many, like, many people. <laughs> like, bye. Yeah, that was a rough Don't one. Don't let me see you again. Absolutely. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> That's right. Or maybe let it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I I don't know if if I go back and if I look at it. Um, you know, many, many things. It seems like the, the bad years, have, at least for me, have been even. The odd years are good. The even years, not not so good. Not always not always bad. But now you got me thinking. funny about that. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to go back and do a... You know what? It's interesting that uh, you say that because I need to go back and look at the charts because we do an annual team meeting, as you know, with my mm-hmm. group yeah. uh, every year as we plan for the next, you know, budget cycle and, you know, business and everything else. And I, a few years ago started tracking not just um, what our sales had been for the last 18 years, but what kind of the interest rates were, mm-hmm. what was happening in the world, yeah. you yeah. know, in terms of like, you know, sure. good market, bad market, that kind of stuff. And then also what was personally happening in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's interesting to see how the impacts of all those things kind of show up. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's, sure. uh, and, and especially just like when you decide like, I'm going to, go for it or you know yeah, i'm taking yeah. a break or i'm you know whatever it is that's going to be going on in your life it's it's uh it is it's good to have perspective absolutely right it is. and absolutely i know we're is. going to have a little bit of that on the show today mm-hmm. because we're in a new year right people are always having this time of year where they're getting introspective and thinking about how do i want my next year to show up for me that's right reflecting right? but also planning kind of yes. looking for the future and yeah. um, this will be know, a good show for that i wanted to start off with a real quick story Okay. And and this there's a moral to this one as well. And, and I think and, this person needs to be more reflective <laughs> and understanding be. of what right, things right. mean. So I, yes. have, I have a client and they're first time home buyers and they actually took a first time buyer class, you know, from uh, from mm-hmm. us some time ago. And um, it's a it's a zero down type yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the problem is some uh, th- now this person has done a ton of studying and reading online they're they're trying to just kind of take advantage of every opportunity that they can take advantage of mm. here's the problem okay we have a lot of rules in lending yeah uh, we have a ton of rules what? in lending and what, and what are you per- talking about <laughs> yeah, well and they're changing constantly but what this person's doing is is taking information from multiple sources oh no and, and smashing them together sort of smashing it together so in, in our case, I love and hate the Internet all right. at once. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and this is a, a good example of it. Now, I had uh, pre-approved this person for, let, let's say, three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So they could buy a home up to that up to that price. Right. Well, they found a home and it's it's two hundred fifty thousand. So fifty thousand less than, than what, okay. what I had pre-approved them good. for. Uh, but this home does need some some work. Now, they're using a zero down type program. What 
they were thinking in their head is, oh, I'm approved for three hundred thousand. I'll buy it for two fifty, but I then I get fifty thousand to do whatever I want to oh. um, with this home. Yeah, that's kind of a classic mistake. And it, it just yeah, I, I, that's why I bring it up because it's not the mm-hmm. first time that I've I've kind of heard that before. Mm-hmm. And it, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Uh, no, you know, it so, doesn't. So when when you're buying a home, your your cash to close your loan amount is really going to be based 100% on the sale price, unless you're using a renovation loan. Right. And where a renovation loan will actually take the sale price plus certified bids for work that you'll be doing on the home, mm-hmm. add the two together, and then the down payment is based on that. But a renovation loan is not uh, currently available anywhere that I'm aware of with zero down. You know, you have to make a down yeah. payment, you know, minimum yeah. of 3% uh, down, you know, for a conventional, you know, renovation loan or 3.5% down for an FHA renovation loan called a 203K. Anyway, so so we had a, you know, long conversation, you know, with this with this client. It's like, well, I, I see what you're kind of thinking. Unfortunately, not how it, it works. doesn't work that yeah. way. Yeah, no, so. it's, and they're not the first ones to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's, and it is, it, it is confusing. Right, it but, is confusing, but that's the whole thing. Is like you, you do have to be a little bit careful all the things you're finding online, and yeah, then really, really go out and validate and what talk, you're reading. And, and talk with your lender. Yes, um, you know, because if, if you're kind of thinking something like that, you really mm-hmm. want to vet it. Hey, this yeah. is what I got in mind. Will this work? Yes. And uh, if if it will, yeah. great. And and it's not always just like this exact scenario. Sometimes I've had folks say, "Well, you know, I I I'm just not finding what I want with a single family home, so I'm going to buy a triplex instead, you know, with three uh, percent down, and use the rent to help me qualify. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, part of that's great. I mean, you can use mm-hmm. the rent to help you qualify, but you're not going to buy a triplex with three percent down. No. You know, the type of property will right. influence the amount of your down it's, payment. You know, I I love the eternal optimism yeah. <laughs> of the general public. Hey, we, have, we are a nation of problem solvers. <laughs> we, you know, we, we really are. are. We're very optimistic. Yep. And creative. Yes. And, and all of that. And but, and but you can't pluck it out of thin air. Well, we got to follow the rules. Yes. You know, those rules yes. are there and we can't, yes. we can't bend them to the point that they break. We got to, we got to follow yes. those rules. So anyway, but I thought that was kind of an interesting anecdote. It's like, all right, you know, Sure. Get all your research online. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of reading. You know, the more yes. you do, the more you understand. Yes. You know, you're going to come up with some really, really good, solid questions. But be sure to vet those you yes. know, with a professional who can tell you mm-hmm. that, yes, what you're thinking will work or no, it, unfortunately, it won't. Can I can I? Well, do you have more to cover on that? Because I know whether we do it right now yeah. or we do it later. Because um, there's some other things that I think people need to vet out. Mm-hmm. And I've do you mind if I do Go for my piece? Yeah. Sure. Now and then we'll get into that really of fun course. stuff because I I think we're going to talk about that other stuff longer. Yeah. Um. So I've had a couple of interesting phone calls lately from past clients. Um. One of them called me with a concern, um, because we had closed on a transaction and he said, "Hey, I have someone calling and asking me for they want to help us set up our utilities after we closed, and they're asking for my social security number. Is mm-hmm. that okay?" Hmm. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he goes, is this something you set up for us? And I went, no. Mm-mm. No, it's not. But I'm glad mm-hmm. you called me. I'm like, who did set it up? And so mm. we started digging into it. And what I found out was that, um, so 
one of the inspection companies we work with, and they're not the only ones who use this service. There's now a option for a um, appliance recall service that's out there, mm-hmm. and a lot of inspectors are offering it as part of their packages, mm-hmm. right? Also with that, though, is that that firm has affiliate relationships with other companies that can do things like this. Right. And we don't know anything about those it's, people. It's all the cross marketing that's It's that's cross marketing. Mm-hmm. So couple of, so that was one scenario, right? So it's like you really have to weigh heavily who you're going to give your social security number to. Well, and and just as a general absolute, if somebody calls you and asks your social security number, mm-hmm. do not give it out. Well, that's and why he did it. And then he called me. Who that is. Yeah, he took their name and information and then I went you know, I spent 2 hours out of my day, you know, mm-hmm tracking yeah. that down yeah, and then ha- and helping explain it to him. So, and then figuring out and then also letting the inspection company know like, Hey, you yeah. might want to check this other box because otherwise they're going to do this. Cause they didn't know that that was happening. Yeah. On the other side, as you know, I've talked about the fact that we buy home warranties for all of our clients, mm-hmm. buyers and sellers. So if you're yeah. selling your home with my team, then we buy a home warranty that helps cover your property while you're under, you know, listing and sale. Yep. Yeah. And then Which is it a transfers. Yeah. yeah. It transfers then to the buyer at closing because I pay for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I got a call from another past mutual client of ours that he had some company that was saying they were affiliated with a different lender and that they were calling to uh, re up home warranties with them. It was not the same company I had purchased a home warranty from because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I'm using old Republic home protection. Yeah. And anyway, this guy was, it was funny because my client had put them on hold to call me. <laughs> oh, really? So I'm sitting in my office going over the stuff with him. He said, yeah, this company, they want to sell me three years of coverage for $3,000. Mm-hmm. He's like, what was it that you got us? Yeah. And I said, well, I got you this, you know, from Old Republic. And I said, I paid like $500 for the premium policy. Wow. I said, did you renew it when it came up? Because they're, they're already past yeah. a year in 3, their house. And, and he said, he goes, no, we didn't. And he goes, and unfortunately, we already had to replace the dishwasher in their fridge. Mm. Right? They're in their second year of ownership. And wow. they, didn't follow, they didn't add another year policy on. Yeah. Yeah. And I paid around 500 bucks. So, oh. yeah, these guys want to get, like, basically $1,000 wow. $1, a year, which is wow. twice the price of the company I used. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so listeners, if you're interested in having more information on that kind of stuff, send me an email, info at teamreba.com. We'll mm-hmm. send you out, you know, a pamphlet and some of the information and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so wow. I, you know, again, it was like a call out of the blue, Yeah, yeah. you know, and then let one last affiliate thing, things you got to vet out. I'm working with another client right now buying a place and he's using one of those online lender types, mm-hmm. but that's because it's affiliated with his brokerage account. Yeah. So I just got a chance to see what their affiliate relationships from their title, escrow, and a bunch of other stuff was. Yeah. Let me tell you what. When they bundle, it is not for your benefit no, a lot of the time. No, definitely not. Absolutely not. The title policy alone is about a grand or more over what the affiliate company was going to be. You know, I want to explore that a little bit more, mm-hmm. and let's also, as we kind of roll in, we have to take a quick break here, but as we roll yeah. into the next segment, 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about some things you can do to protect yourself yes. uh, when all those types of issues yeah. come up. Because it's when all the disclosures and stuff are coming out right now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the time for them to be looking. And thank goodness my client is spending the time to read and look. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you what, I've had to call out the lender a couple of times saying, you should be explaining this to them. Mm -hmm. You should be explaining this because there were a bunch of other mistakes on top of it. So, just got to be careful. Out-of-state people. Yep. That's what you get. So... Uh, we got more open house with Team Reba coming right up. Uh, just got to take a quick break, and then we're going to be talking about some things you can do to protect yourself, as well as a bunch of statistics and things going on. Open house with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we are here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. And we're also available on Sundays from 3 to 4. That's right. And, and always on podcast. On almost all of them. Yep. If not all of them, I That's you right. know I let my marketing people do some <laughs> of that. Right. If someone yeah. has found one that we're not on, let us know. We'll see what we can do about it. But honestly, we're fairly oh, prolific. The, the Team Reba team has done a fantastic job of getting that out there. And we have over Thank five you. years of content. Yes. And some really, really great information and interesting shows. Yeah, there's uh, awesome content out there. there we, we send uh, clips of our shows to people all the time, You know, whether it's about insurance credit you know credit scoring uh what's happening in the market uh you know condo stuff you know they're just as as well as insurance yeah. so much so much that's yeah, out plus there plus even highlighting just like local nonprofits and folks mm -hmm. that are doing cool things in our areas yeah like, um, a couple of weeks ago we had the i call them the spice girls but we had spice bridge <laughs> God, don't uh, remind me of we were singing. we were highlighting spice bridge <laughs> on the show uh spice bridge is a a incubator program in Tukwila Village where there's four food stations and they they rotate mm -hmm. uh, you know different different, different folks through yeah. there and their so food is just excellent it's mm -hmm. different all the time uh, but I was we had um, uh, we had a, a couple of the the um, chefs on the mm -hmm. on the show and I went in there uh, Terry who has a Cambodian mm -hmm. kiosk there was talking about this kanji that she makes mm -hmm. And so we went in there uh, last week, and it was off the hook good. Yeah. And I'm a kanji snob. You know, I, right. I, I've, I've had good kanji and bad kanji, but, man, oh, man, this stuff was just probably the best I've ever had. It was excellent. So, so that was Food Innovation Network. Food Innovation, org, yeah, correct? Food Innovation Network org, and the name of the store is called Spice Bridge. Mm -hmm. It's right in Tukwila on Tukwila International Boulevard on about one forty second, just next don't to the look at me. I, next to the Tukwila <laughs> Library, know. next to the Public Library. Brand new set of buildings in there. Right. It's all brand new, and we new. have a show that's all about it. So you yeah, can go yeah, find more information. Find I don't, that on the know, this show's about something else. Absolutely, but we just yeah. want to show. We do. Uh, I'd say we eat our own cooking, but you eat their cooking. <laughs> we eat their so, cooking. you know, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so. So before the break, uh, we were kind of talking. You were mentioning uh, mm -hmm. where you know one of your clients had looked at a, a package deal uh, from, uh, you know, where there's title and escrow and all that kind of. put. No, it was put in front of them. Put in front of in them. In fact, he kept saying to me, he's like, hey, they have these. Prefer I was like, your contract's already written. That's not who we're using. Right. Yeah. That's probably who their default is when they mostly do the refi stuff they mm -hmm. do. But I'm like, that's yeah. not what your contract is. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you know the other mistake they had? Because it's an out-of-state lender, 
they had put in his estimate. Now this is a close to one point three million dollar condo. Mm-hmm. They had put in his estimate that he was responsible for the excise tax at two point seven four percent. So there was like an extra. Th- I know it's ridiculous. Well, uh, the look on your face right now yeah, says it all. It's and he's like, this was like a thirty-eight thousand. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I know yeah. it's wrong. So I like I keep pinging the you know the lender like. So hey Ryan, you know, like as I'm, you know, describing so, what's going on, I'm like, hey, maybe this? you could uh, yeah. have that updated and get this sent out, and maybe you could explain what it is you're sending to our mutual clients here because he's clearly reading it, but yeah. he's verifying everything with me, and like, hello, hello, yeah. Yeah. you know, what's going on here, <laughs> Mister? Like, check your stuff. Yeah. So I mean, because an extra thirty-eight thousand dollars on your estimates for closing costs. Ouch. That's a big number. Yeah. That's a big number. And it's wrong. And yeah. it's very In wrong. In Washington, the seller traditionally pays excise tax. Yes. Certainly not 2.7%. You know, it's yeah. going to be, it's on a sliding scale now. But Yes. Well, and that's what I pointed out to max them. Max yes. just about 1.8 right now. Mm. Right in there, point. Is it? I think it's yeah, in a, might be a little higher than that, six. but I'll go back and look. Anyway, we had but, a chart on it and we talked about it when it came out, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have it memorized, you know, for yeah. a reason. Right, right. <laughs> you know, because that's so, the kind of thing I can go look up. Right, but but uh, you know, many of us, you know, when when you you're you're seeing all this flurry of documents put in front of you, this is this and that's that. Uh, you know, most companies have you know a privacy policy they're going to give you, and it does pay to take some time to read that Mm -hmm. because there are going to be affiliate relationships. And when you sign up with the main company, uh, you are essentially giving that company permission to share your information with their affiliates. Yes. So you can all of a sudden be bombarded with, with solicitations and things like that. So that's one way it happens. Another way it happens is when you buy a home or refinance, your deed of trust is a recorded document. It becomes public record. And once that document is recorded, there are folks that are farming the recordings. And, yes. And you're gonna There's you're gonna a get a whole flurry of spam. Yes. You know, as as a consequence, uh, the ones that that I you know really kind of make me bristle. Uh, they will say, like, I work for Home Street, and they'll say, re, Home Street or excuse me, Home Bridge. I'm sorry, did I say Home Street? Yeah. Home Bridge. Sorry, Whoops. Home Bridge. Oops. Um, but um, oh, you're home, used to. Home Bridge bought Home Street yes. Mortgage. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, but but it's the, the letter will say regarding Home Bridge Mortgage, and it goes, you are qualified for a special oh. program, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Or there's some insurance we ones that so say, this is our last notice you have until – Four days from now to sign mm-hmm. up for this insurance, or you will lose it forever. And it's not your lender. Yeah, it's it's just bogus no. We, spam. Oh my gosh, we had another one of our clients that happened to them, and come to find out, again, again, I get dragged into hours, not, not just hours, but <laughs> days and hours. Yeah, of trying to help a customer figure out an insurance issue. Oh. That wasn't an insurance issue. Yeah. Like they were sent this. You're going to lose your insurance, and. He was freaking out. I was like, no, they, they take a year's it's, worth payment yeah, at spam. closing. I'm like, I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. We had to get a bunch of people. Involved. I had like five <laughs> different people working on trying to figure out what the heck he was What's doing. What's going on here? Yeah. And just to find out it was some spam. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, 
Thanks. Some of them are pretty clever. You know, they, they really are truly misleading. Oh, they're and, horrible. And I ask my clients to just call me if you get something weird like that. And I warn them mm-hmm. in advance, you know, this is, oh, yeah. you're going to see these things show up. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's not a heck of a lot you can do about it. You know, you can send them to the attorney general. I don't think it goes any, any farther than that. But there's a mm-hmm. third thing that happens all the time right now. And that has to do with the credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion will sell your information now they don't sell mm-hmm. your social security number but right. a a, um, a client of theirs can say hey i want a list of twenty thousand people that meet this particular credit profile mm-hmm. and they will sell your name and address possibly email address that sort of thing so there is a way to get out of that so there is a website it's www.optoutprescreen.com Mm-hmm. optoutprescreen.com and you can you can sign up on that and um, and that will opt you out for up to five years uh, from uh, from mail solicitations so you know at least from the reputable no it's super yeah it's super helpful I've recommended that to a lot of clients over the years and it's yep. definitely worth it Def- definitely the other one of course is do not call.gov mm-hmm. uh, telephone solicitors are required by law to check mm-hmm. your number to see if it is on the do not call list I don't know how many actually do but if they don't they are violating the law and you can turn them in so uh, do not call.gov is the official place where you can um, you know get your get your phone number on that do not call list and mine's on it yep I, I also, there's a lot of pretty good apps on there, too, you know, that will cut down the, the level of the robocalls and the spam calls and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I use one called Mr. Number. It's just a spam app, an anti-spam app. And it, it does a, a pretty good job of, of, of cutting that, that down. Not everyone, you know, it doesn't block all of them, but, but most of them do tend to, tend to get caught. You know the thing that irritates me on my phone mm. is that it has this option that says potential spam. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's still somehow, for some reason, not all of them, but every once in a while, it, let ones go, it lets them go to voicemail. Oh. Which I don't understand. Because sometimes yeah. it just like completely clears yeah. it out. I get that too. And then other times you're like, if that was potential spam, why did you let it go to voicemail? Hmm. <laughs> like, Good thought. Now I still have to spend the time listening to it, <laughs> which right. I didn't want to do to begin with. Right. Yeah. Good like, point. What? Yeah. Why, why is this bug in here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get that off my phone. Exactly. I don't want so, to have it. So right. anyway, so we, yeah, just be careful out there. Don't give your information out over the phone. Yes, it's you know, a new just, year. Just, it might be a good time to start pulling your free annual credit report. Yes, good time to remind. In fact, we're going to have um, Mike Olden mm-hmm. with American Reporting Company on pretty pretty soon here who uh, will give I us updates. I think next week. On, is it next week? I think so. Yeah, uh, giving us an update on credit and mm-hmm. credit scores. And, and some great really stuff tips. about forbearance and mm-hmm. its impact or not on credit. And that's yes. going to be a super, super important one for people to yep, listen to. Always good to have Mike on. Yes, I always he's got great information. So, all right, so let's get to the stuff. We got the meat and potatoes. We got to cover for this week. Yeah. Right. So you had some stats you wanted to cover, and I've got some stuff that's on the commercial side, but we can push that more towards the end if you yeah. want to do your stats. I've I've got a good thing, and and um, because that's why we say get your credit report, get your own yeah, stats. Absolutely. Learn your own stats. So, Be prepared. So here's the thing: all, all of us right now have been given a gift. And and not all of us are going to open that gift. And, okay, but, but keep but, going. But um, but I, I I would encourage what is this you analogy? if you haven't opened that gift to open it before somebody takes it away. And what I'm, the gift I'm talking about are these interest rates. 
Oh, you know, okay. They are historically low. And, yeah. and, and we, we Well, not everybody gets to have them. No, no, it's true. But we truly think that these rates are, are going to stay around for a while, but nobody really knows for sure. And, uh, well, I, let's hope so, because self-employed people kind of have gotten screwed through this yeah, whole thing. I agree. I agree, especially with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've always advocated that, um, you know, right now I, I don't think they're going to go much lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong. I, I mean, I've given I know up you kept saying that for the last <laughs> but they haven't. year. I've, I've been correct so far this year, and um, at least for the last year. So, so we'll kind of watch that. But, but I'm, I'm looking at the rates. Um, they're, they're historic. I'm also looking at home equity. There was just an article out that home equity, uh, and we're up to the third quarter of 2020, reached its highest level in over six years. It's up over a trillion dollars this year. The amount of home equity, mm-hmm. you know, that folks have, and um, you know, the the um, average person saw their equity grow 10.8 percent since the third quarter of 2019. So in a year, it was up over 10 percent. The average is about seventeen thousand dollars per household. So we've got a lot of equity out there. Rates are historic. You know, it, it really is a good time to be thinking about about what was that equity position again? Seventeen uh, up. up uh, average this year went up seventeen thousand. Oh, just yeah, how for, much for it went average up. in the okay. nation? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to go more on this when we come back. Open house with Team Reba on AM fifteen ninety. The answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside, and I'm Eric Azas from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Why do you laugh? I don't know. I only have the long part twice. I make a point of keeping it short the other two yeah. times. But I have to say who my brokerage is. Well, maybe I'm just a happy person. I'm required to do yeah. that. I'm not laughing at you. Okay. I'm laughing with you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So that's, I see we're going into this year just like every other year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, uh-huh. But I haven't sure, mispronounced the names of any guests me. so far this year. <laughs> Because we don't have any guests yet, and it's the like second See? day of the percent. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, all right. So hey, before we went on the break, um, you were saying about what was going on with people's well, equity position and things like that. Yeah, right? I'm just I'm just talking about yeah. refinancing. If, yeah. if you plan on keeping your home, uh, it, it's just a really good time to run the numbers. Mm-hmm. If you've built up some other debts, credit card debts, maybe COVID kind mm-hmm. of you know caused some of that. Uh, you know, you sure could look at consolidating some things to get your overall uh, monthly payments mm-hmm. right-sized. You yeah. Know, and, and there's never going to be a better time to, to look at that, explore that, because home values are up, mm-hmm. equities up, rates yep. are down. Well, you know what? Actually, one of the things I'm going to – I said I was going to wait and say this later. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I just won't go into it super detail, and people want me to send this out to them. They can send me – uh, an email uh, or a request or text or something. Sure. But, you know, um, kind of to some of that same point, I get a ton of different reports about a lot of different areas of the industry. And one of them that I get is um, kind of like the state of what Marcus and Millichap, a large mm-hmm. commercial firm, um, yeah. thinks about the capital markets, right? Yeah. So they did a special report for uh, the fourth quarter of 2020, right? So we're just finishing all that up. And it was discussing the composition of the active lenders uh, adapting to the new market dynamics, what investment activity was happening, um, and that it was making a fairly steady recovery, right? Mm -hmm. And so they were discussing, I thought, and I'll granted you can't 
see this listeners but there are some charts and things here for some visuals and so again if you if you want to have a copy of this just send me an email to info at teamreba.com and i'll be happy to forward a copy to you um but it was interesting where they were showing um loan to value ratios Mm -hmm. um and this chart that i'm looking at is by year and you can see where the impact so this center section that i'm showing to eric right now is 2014 2015 where they had the kind of most lenient Mm -hmm. i would say standards and now for the loan to value ratios they've dropped um substantially they had been getting into the you could be within a um oh wait am i yeah. Well, you're probably no, I am reading that correctly. 2014, 15, you're probably looking at, at, um, at TARP loans where a person could refinance regardless of whether or not they had equity. No, this and, is for commercial property. Oh, this is for commercial property. This properties. is commercial. Ah, this is completely gotcha. different. Okay, gotcha. No, this is – so the orange line is apartments, mm-hmm. and the blue line you see here is for commercial. Okay. And you can see because of COVID – they dropped. You have to have a much, much higher. They're asking for much mm-hmm. larger down payments way right more now. Conservative now. Way, way more conservative. Mm-hmm. They dropped from where they were at maybe like a thirty percent requirement mm-hmm. down to like forty yeah. percent. Yeah. And that's one of the things. One of my investor clients that just recently came in fits this report perfectly because he needs to be buying quite a bit of real estate right now for yeah. investment purposes, including apartments. Yeah. And. The other thing this report talks about is not only are they looking for higher equity positions, right? Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is they're also looking more heavily at your experience. And so this guy's going right. to be a brand new landlord. Yeah, it makes it more difficult. And so yeah. he's finding out really, really quickly. Well, one of the things he was originally going to do was he was going to start buying, you know, multiplexes like $10 million multiplexes and we're having to redo his strategy because he's finding out in the commercial side of things, he's not really desirable. It's hard to get qualified. Yeah. Yeah. He's not considered desirable and that's something he's not used to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are, are those reading glasses? Dude, I've been wearing these for a while. Come on. I haven't seen those. Well, that's because I bought how other many, new cute ones. How many turtles sacrifice themselves? These for are that not tortoise shell. Okay. These are not actual tortoise shell. Okay. They're just cute. <laughs> I found them very adorably sitting in a shop in Coopville on Whidbey Island. Nice. All so right. stuff it. <laughs> They're very well, cute. I like, Coop- I like Coopville. Usually when I'm in Coopville, I'm at Toby's having some clam chowder, fish and chips. I don't doubt that you are. <laughs> but, you know, the other thing, though, that was kind of good in these reports, though, is that they were saying – because uh, everyone's been concerned about what's going to happen in the commercial markets. Mm-hmm. And it is saying that, yeah, maybe there's a little bit more um, being conservative, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot of money coming into it. Um, yeah. And they're well, very focused on industrial and apartments, even though there have been things like eviction moratoriums. Right. Yeah. I was going to say the apartments, especially, they've, they've got to be conservative on because yes. it's a little little scary thing. And retails, mm-hmm. you know, you know, some of the retail areas. That's where they're saying really they're, they're focusing more on like single use yeah. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. ones that are uh, grocery yeah. focused. Makes sense. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. There's so again, if you're somebody who's interested in this type of thing, not all of our listeners are really interested in the commercial markets, but if you are, yeah. please give me a shout out. You know, like I said, info at teamreba.com. I'm happy to forward this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, if you want to just send me a text, 206 910 3429, and there let me go. know this is what you're looking for. Well, good, good, good. Yes. You know, speaking of markets, also, uh, the during COVID, 
the government came out with the forbearance programs and uh, yes, they, we've been talking about that a lot. They really were all in all a success. Um, mm-hmm. There's there was an eighty percent. Thankfully, so yeah, eighty percent annual decline in foreclosures. You know, that's compared amazing. To last year. So if you if you really compare that to what we went through in two thousand eight two thousand nine after the big you know financial housing uh, crisis, uh, where there was no such government program to prevent foreclosures, you know foreclosures and short sales skyrocketed. You know this time around it just didn't happen. Uh, so it, it, it's just been a wonderful um, you know thing in, in helping us get through that crisis. So that's one area I'm so so thankful, you know, for uh, that um, we didn't see. You know the the just the runaway foreclosures that we experienced mm-hmm. the last down cycle. You know, so, you know, serious down cycle. So that's a good that's a good statistic. You know, there's one other statistic that I, I've started to follow. It's a little bit of a contrary a contrarian type uh, statistic, but it's the Citibank Panic Euphoria Index. What the Citibank Panic Euphoria <laughs> Index. And the Panic Euphoria Index. What, what a unique title. The, the pan, yeah, look at it. See, I'm not making this stuff up. The, oh, City Panic. Yeah, City Panic Euphoria Index. Uh, it rose to a 21-year high to a 1.61, up from 1.51 the previous week and 1.10 the week before that, whatever that means. Anything above a 0.41 is considered euphoria. So we are strong in the euphoria end of the spectrum now it feels it seems that everybody's feeling optimistic about stocks currently as you know we've uh, seen stocks hit, you know uh-huh. kind of hitting some some record highs over recent weeks and um you know the, the reason i'm bringing this up is because if stocks were to turn lower that would most likely help bonds and it that oh, would be right. one thing that could yeah. possibly cause uh, interest rates to go even lower mm-hmm can't make this stuff up. Okay. You know, as, as we're kind of looking at all of our, our um, you know, the other one that we kind of look at is market sentiment. And, again, that kind of also falls into the, yeah. the euphoria category, which is amazing to me considering we're in the middle of a pandemic still. Yeah. You know, that people are feeling so confident about, about the markets and about the stocks and everything else. And all I can conclude from that is, is that it, we know this is not going to last forever. Right. You know, there's a there's a there's a, always a light an up and down the tumble. Yeah, there's tunnel. always an up and down. Yeah, for sure. That doesn't sure. that part actually doesn't ever change. <laughs> no, no. And but but I don't know about you. I still do talk to some people that are 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 bringing up their thinking. Oh well, you know, I I, I want to wait until the the home prices really drop before I jump in there and oh, buy. And that is just not happening. It's really not. And uh, I have I, I, I have contacts all over the United States. I. Except for pre-pandemic and like places where maybe military bases were being shut down and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I really I don't have any of my counterparts who are telling me that their markets are no. suffering. No, like almost everybody is dealing with shortages and crazy, busy, a lot of appreciation, a lot of multiple bidding wars. I mean, it's just. Right. I don't know. It's and it's so unique that it's across the board because usually you see, like with census data, you know people moving in and out of different areas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And so if you see a place where a lot of people are taken off, yeah. You know, I mean, it is interesting. I'll, I'll be curious to see what census data does 
after the pandemic or as they update it, mm-hmm. because usually we saw people from small town areas leaving to come to large urban areas, and we're seeing some of that opposite right Everything now. Just the opposite, but yeah. you know, I just I don't. I don't even know how to fully predict it. I mean, you and I have our little prognostication thing that we've been doing for years mm-hmm. now on yeah. the beginning of January shows. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little flummoxed this time <laughs> about like exactly what to, to think of some of it. Cause like we had another show at tail end of 2020 that was talking about, you know, like areas like Kittitas and, uh, you know, not only was Kitsap always growing, but all these other extraneous, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, counties yeah, were growing quite a bit. Spokane's had a ton of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were growing even faster than some of our, you know, Puget Sound region right. areas. Right. right. So, you know, last year, I think I had my prognostication for appreciation uh, for 2020 was I said, I think, five and a half. And I was almost spot on. Yeah, you were. Right. Yeah. And for this this year coming up. If we keep going the way we are, I'm going to I'm going to actually maybe raise it a Bump little bit and say little bit. 7. That's the number I don't know if I don't know if that's I want to have my head. Yeah. I I I do. I mean there's yeah. going to be exceptions to that. I think on the high end, you know, yeah. areas Oh yeah. the east side mm-hmm. especially as Amazon moves there. Oh yeah. And, and, Ex- and you know the, yes. the tech jobs kind of move that way. Yeah. Um I think there could be a resurgence for Boeing. Mm-hmm. You know, Boeing's going to hopefully turn it around this year. Right. And, uh, you know, yeah, the, they're going to the, go through some pain, but yeah, are, but, but then, but, you know, I don't, but, but it's anticipate not just going as their away. suppliers as well. Yes. And, you know, 737's back in the air. Yes. I think that's going to really turn things around. I think you're right. So cross your fingers, uh, but we may be looking at a pretty good year coming up here. Yes. Well, we got to take a real quick break. As you can tell by that music, we're going to be right back for more Open House with Team Rita. Stay tuned. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Thanks for listening in. Again, we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock, bringing information on real estate and finance. And also on Sundays from 3 to 4 p.m. That's right. And always on podcasts. Yes. On all of them. (laughs) <laughs> wherever you like to find your podcasting. That's right. Yes. We're getting more and more of a listenership on that. So that's kind of a nice thing to see growing. And I don't know if it's actually our listeners from here who go back to re-listen or if it's just uh, new people. I don't know. But yeah. I, we're, we're trying to start tracking some of the data on that, you know, because I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, data is important well, in, I, in many areas. And, and I know you have a lot more data to share. And I know we have some very, um, very uh, loyal listeners. In fact, there was one week about a month or so ago I, I i wasn't here and um and i got a i got a call from one of my um lists it's like a friend of a friend of a friend says how come you weren't on the radio on saturday and uh oh. you know so <laughs> they're keeping tabs which is kind of cool yeah no yeah, it's sure. I, well I mean, part of your life has been shared on this show when Absolutely. you weren't around <laughs> oh boy yeah that's the most dangerous part for you to I, miss I no i'm not here to defend myself <laughs> that's never good you know, I well, well let's talk about we we're talking about some prognostications here and some t- yes. statistics. I pulled up some statistics for King County. I thought I'd share a few of these because I find them pretty interesting. Of course, oh, I yeah. nerd, nerd out on this sort of thing. No, you and I are both nerds. Are you kidding me? What is your guess of the population of King County now? No cheating. The population of the King population County? In King County. 
I don't ever do it just by King County alone. I know. I mean, we look at I know, at like, the, Seattle has, like, 700-some thousand people, yeah. and our, our general market area is about 4 million. But I, I don't yeah. do just King County well, off I, the top of I my head. I pulled some county stats, 2.2 million. Okay. King County, 2 million. I, I would not be surprised. Um, the age breakdown mm-hmm. interests me. So oh, because we of, had so many tech workers? Out of that population, 250,000 are 18 to 26 years old. Mm-hmm. 385,000 are 27 to 35 years old. Mm-hmm. And and most of those are going to be kind of for us, you know, for our mm-hmm. world, first-time homebuyers. Yep. Uh, 320,000 are 36 to 44 years mm-hmm. old. 297,000 are 45 to 54. Mm-hmm. And a pretty Gen big X's. number, 263,000 are over 55. And that's only up to 64 because otherwise yeah, up 55 to 64. we're missing the, Yeah, because you know, that's part of the boomers. That's only a portion of the boomers. It is. It is. So, so but, yeah, uh, well, two yeah. of those groups that you just called out there are, you know, are millennials. Right, right in there. Yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely. And probably the, the biggest the biggest group, 27 to 44. Right. You know, kind of the biggest biggest chunk of that population. Exactly. Uh, in the county, our, our birth rates are, are rising. Uh, our um, education and housing, 96,000 have an elementary education, uh, 92,000 have a middle school, 92,000 high school, 152,000 have a college degree. Um, Is that accounting for people who are in school right now or just saying? Enrollments. That's enrollments. Those, those okay. Are, I'm sorry. Those are enrollments. Yeah, okay. Because so, I was going to say that's not just like what yeah. their level of education is. No, no, I'm sorry. So those are, uh, yeah, no. Okay. We're, we're much higher than that. We We tend to be. You know, very, very well-educated region. Yes, this is a very educated um, region. Student-to-teacher housing ratio, 20 to 1. I found that one surprising. I thought it was a lot worse than that. I figured it would be hmm. 30 to 1 or something like that. What um, do you mean student-to-teacher housing uh, ratio? No, student-to-teacher, just student for, okay. school, for our schools. Dude, so, you're, like, throwing me off with some of these, like, <laughs> bad – okay, you may, okay, you may not have been misstating somebody's name today, but you are still misstating some Well, stuff. It's, it's statistics, so, you know. Um, I like going – buildings, buildings by decade. Uh-huh. Um, 80,000 homes built in the 50s, mm-hmm. 107 built in the 60s, mm-hmm. 127 built in the 70s, mm-hmm. 131,000 built in the 80s, mm-hmm. 121,000 built in the 90s, and 129,000 built in the aughts, in the 2000s. So hmm. it's a pretty even distribution there. It didn't cover anything built before the, the 1950s, you know, but... Um, you know, of course, they probably weren't they, tracking it. Really, they weren't really keeping track of all of that. But yeah. okay, hold on a second. Let, let me see that. Yeah, here I'll slide that over through our, our all right. safe plexiglass. You know, COVID, be, COVID uh, barrier. Yeah, I, like I did the cookies earlier. Um, <laughs> you know, what's kind of interesting about that. They don't give us what the population of the area was during each of those decades. Because mm, I would yeah. love to see that compared to each other. Because the fact that the eighties barely outpaced the 2000s and the Mm -hmm. 80s was when housing was very quiet and the interest rates were really high it was that was for a period of time fairly slow we had stagflation at that time stagnant economy plus inflation not a great time isn't that an interesting thing to look at though because the 50s to 60s you could see the baby boomers made a big difference because we suddenly Mm -hmm. popped up you know nearly 30,000 yep Housing units. And a lot of that is Boeing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, Boeing was in a boom time because uh, they had just gotten into commercial jets at mm-hmm. that point, right? Yeah. Um, and then 
this you know the seventies were strong, the eighties were strong, the nineties went down, which we actually around here that was when we started getting the tech effect. Mm-hmm. Right. We really started getting more of, you know, what was going on with Microsoft and expansion there. Um, so Although we I, also we, we, we did have a recession in the 90s. And, and but those uh, were brief. They were fairly short, but interest rates went up quite a bit. You know, so, yeah, it was. a And we had the, the telecom yeah. crisis and that sort of thing going on at that time. Right. Dot yeah. Com. No, that's true. But, huh. Super interesting. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we mentioned this on a different show, and I can't say it enough times. Each of those, it's funny because I also like, they, they they have little pictures of houses, and they none of those houses look like any of the ones that are built here, really. Although True. that that does. This one, well, yeah. one kind of does. The 50s one does. Yeah, the 50s looks like stuff that was actually built around here at that time. But I'm cracking up with these other little icons. But I, I tell people all the time is housing is history. Mm-hmm. Right, because right. the materials, the what was going on in the area, Styles, like I, yeah, this, all of you know, all of it. I love talking to people about it because um, they start looking and go, "Oh, I never really put those two things together." And mm-hmm. I kind of love being able to, of you course. know, just yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and bring things to people's attention. You know, I guess we're putting our forecasts out there. I'm looking at some some, um, you know, some uh, Case Shiller statistics mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, in King County, our median home price right now is six hundred twenty-eight thousand four fifty. Mm-hmm. That's the median price, meaning half yes. the homes are are valued at above that, and half the homes are below that. Uh, but looking at appreciation, I, I think you and I are probably in agreement that we'll probably see home values go up around seven percent, mm-hmm. you know, next year or through through the year here. I think so. Uh, the Case Shiller forecast says five point six six. So let's see who's right at the well, end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. Um, the five-year forecast over the next five years, we think we will see cumulative appreciation of twenty-eight point six three percent over the next five years. So that means they're actually expecting it to go down a little bit. Yeah, you know, each if you year. look at a, you know, yeah, a little, little bit, little bit, but um, you know, so twenty-eight percent. But you know what? I'd take that. I'd take that any day. Oh heck yeah. You know, if I could buy a, a, a stock that's going to go up by 28% guaranteed over five years, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. No yep, problem. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and the thing is, we always have to point out the appreciation rate on your house being at that. Really, if you're thinking about your investment value on that is what was your down payment to start? Exactly. Exactly. That's right? the, the beauty of yeah. the power of leverage. Yes. You know, what does that mean in real numbers? If we're at 628450 for a median sale price today, mm-hmm. what that means is five years from now. In King County, the median home price will be eight oh eight three sixty five over eight hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Should we wait to buy, or Probably should not. we buy now? All I can tell you is, I for the last year, if you can't afford that high, uh, there's a reason Tacoma mm-hmm. is going bonkers. There's Absolutely. a reason Federal Way yes. is going bonkers. Yes. There's a reason Burien. Yes. Is going bonkers. Right. Neighborhoods are going to get better and better and yeah, better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yep. there's, right. there's a lot of lot of action happening. I mean, what, we were seeing 12 to 25% That's right. in Tacoma. Yeah, that's easily, right. So. That's right. Well, yeah. we are off and running into the new year. I yes. hope it's going to be a good one for you and your and your family and everyone else. Everyone stay safe out there and be healthy. That's and right. we're going into this new year with our eyes wide open and smiles on our faces. There you go. Have a great weekend, everyone. 
you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.